Wildly Confusing Brains. Talks and stories on multilingualism. Touching. Exciting. Quirky. And chiming. Welcome to our world. This is Cassandra and Violin on Widely Confusing Brains podcast. Thank you for being here. And we have a special guest, a friend of mine, Katrina. Cassandra, could you present a little bit Katrina for us, please? Yeah, Katrina and I, we met in Toronto a couple of years ago because we went to an event, Violin and I, and we connected. And after that, we disconnected for years. And now we got back to each other with the podcast. She's Norwegian, and, but she lived in Canada. She lived in Japan, England, Russia. So she's been all over the world. So explain a bit what happened during the last couple of years we haven't seen each other and a bit more about you. Absolutely. Hello, everyone. My name is Katrina Thudem. And as these two lovely ladies mentioned, I'm here to join this podcast today. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you for having me on the show. And uh, I am living currently in Norway. And we did meet a couple of years back, as you mentioned, in Toronto. And it's a pleasure to reconnect after so many years. And that is something that's so cool about technology today is the fact that you can live all over the world in all those countries that were mentioned. And still, somehow, at the end of the day, I can just hop on my computer in my little town of Fredrikstad in Norway and see these two lovely women I haven't seen in ages. So as they mentioned, I am painting. Uh, I do acrylic on canvas works of things that I find beautiful in this world, such as women, uh, nature, and animals. So those are my three areas that I find have a certain type of beauty that I like to to express in my arts. And uh, I believe that there'll be a link included to my website. So if you want to check it out, go ahead. Um, But today, I believe we are talking about culture and languages and what it means to be a global citizen, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like what's maybe you could explain a little bit. What's your background? Like starting from a childhood, maybe not getting too into psychology, but just your background. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I am <laughs> what you would call a global citizen, I suppose. Uh, every three to five years, I have been traveling. Um, I've been moving with my family. And then after that, I had a bug that if you, by the way, just if you hear some clicking, I have a dog. So <laughs> that's his nails on the ground. But anyway, um, back to the podcast, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah, I've been moving around every three to five years. I caught the bug and I kept moving after um, I had left my home. So now I have grown up across Japan, uh, Russia, Canada, England, France, and most recently Norway. I work officially as an expert in CRM and digital marketing. And then I work on my own passions, which is in art. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing how many things you have. Uh, we also like to start the podcast with a little um, within your question of who are you as if like your identity wise, which languages do you speak? And can you give us one word that would describe you the best for each of your language? Yes, absolutely. How do I define myself? Um, well, uh, I define myself as somebody who is, uh, and I'll say these in the in the words in the in the different languages, which in my case are three. I define myself as creative, so that's Norwegian for you. Dynamic, 
for French <laughs> and open-minded in English. Can you go into more details why creative, dynamic, and uh, open-minded you had? Kind of why those words pop up out of your mind? Absolutely. So creative, uh, as this is something that's very innate for me, it's something that uh, I, I feel quite born with. Um, I, I tend to approach things with a creative mindset, uh, which means that there aren't a lot of boundaries to defining things in my life. Um, I see things uh, with bright colors. <laughs> There's always, you know, different layers to the clouds. There's There are ways to see things that are both bright and outside of the box. Uh, I also believe that it has a metaphor that connects um, to having a creative energy and spirit, which means that at the foundation of it all, I believe that as individuals, our blessings as being humans is that we have this power to create around us. Uh, we are born with, uh, you know, as, as babies <laughs> and we have this blank slate and then we grow and we learn and we evolve from our environment around us, the experiences that we go through and out of it, we're able to create something that we, we want to see out of our lives. Um, I, I really see us as creators. And I believe I myself am a creator. I happen to tie my ability to create into artwork, into creating canvases, to express things that I can't express with words. Some people have their ability to create, for example, in poetry, because their ability with words is so strong and powerful that they're able to communicate uh, to others the experience of being human. And I do that through art. That's my way of creating. But at the foundation of it all, I believe we are creators that are capable of defining and evolving and putting forth an expression of being, essentially. So that's why I say creative. Why creative would it, would it be linked to Norway? I think that it's linked to all the places I've been because having, having moved... Uh, having seen so many interesting places uh, throughout my life, you see, you see a lot of of culture. You see a lot about how people live and what they think is beautiful, and in a way that that leads to that pairs nicely with open mindedness in a way. Um, but in terms of the creativity part, you know, the the like I'll give you an example. Like in Japan, for example, that a lot of their artwork you'll see use really bold lines, um, and they use you know strong colors. Um, whereas in, you know, Russia, for example, you saw a lot of the, the red theme and um, you had a lot of, of those colors that represented a lot of, uh, a lot of things. And you had the environments that people were in as well. And the nature as well that you see in all these places, they're very diverse. And I would say that that helped me understand how, how widely expansive creativity can be. People have been expressing themselves in so many different ways. Um, and that really shows when you go to all of these different places, you start to see how, how, how beauty is defined, how life is defined. That has nothing to do necessarily with the way one place or another defines their, their, their way of living. Would you say that your art or just art in general is another language you speak? I'm sorry, pardon? Can you say it again? You say that art, your art is another language you would speak, yes. like your first language, maybe, or your first one. Put. Beautifully put, absolutely. It's it's uh, it's my it's my uh, my language without language, like dance is. I would think you know, dance is similar. I I see you you know you see a message in it, even though it uses no it uses no words. Music is another area that you see across the globe where you know 
songs from different countries are, are playing on the radio and some were totally unexpected and it's very universal and that's art for me art is universal um so that's that is language for sure seen your paintings right now and I, they look beautiful by the way Kath, i love it there's so much color into it i feel like the your heart you feel it when you see the paintings it's really interesting to see your the way you express your language through arts um so it's interesting to see that but i'm interested also kind of the colors are really telling kind of your colors are bright is there a reason behind it or is it because you're a happy person and it's just there's no meaning behind it I would say that it has to do with how bright colors impact me, how strong colors impact me, because it makes a statement. And that's what I'm aiming to do with my work. Uh, what what you see and how you determine what that statement is, is obviously um, it's up to the individual to connect to it the way that they want to connect to it. Uh, but I do find that the colors, they stand out for me. I also happen to live in areas, in my apartment in Toronto, for example, is where this journey really took off. I've always had an affinity for art, but I, I started actually um, selling my artworks when I lived first in Toronto where we met. And, but I had white walls and I was surrounded by just these white walls. And I thought I, I needed to have some life in my space. And my art is how I did that. Um, I, I brought color in when I had none. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the reasons as well that bright uh, the bright artwork works for me. So I'm just going to go back. I love talking about arts, but yes. <laughs> just going to go back to the other languages you speak. Could you tell us how often you speak them, especially now that you're in Norway? Which languages do you speak and how do you use them? Absolutely. So English is a pretty primary language. It's awesome in the sense that it's very strong around the world, uh, probably from popular media and everything else. Uh, so that has been really, I feel very lucky that I have that as my main language, since in most places you go, you can find people that speak English and you can communicate. Uh, when I was living in France, I spoke a lot of French, which was awesome. Um, I think that you probably would agree that the best way to learn a language is to surround yourself with other people who speak it. And yeah. uh, it's just a very natural way of learning. As humans, we pick up from each other. We pick up the nuances better when we're actually together. Both because, you know, again, uh, language is not just the words you use. It's body language. It's the way that you move. It's it's everything. So, so yeah, I used to, uh, but I did use a lot of French when I was living in France. And also um, in Montreal, of course, they have the English and French sides. Uh, but again, most people are bilingual, which is amazing about Montreal. And then now that I'm here in Norway, I I would say it's about a balance of half-half uh, Norwegian and English. So the uh, Norwegians are actually incredibly talented in English uh, so far as I've seen. So that hasn't been too much of a struggle to integrate there. I'd say actually the one thing that is hard is, is keeping people to speak Norwegian with me so I can learn. <laughs> because I have the foundation, but again, when it comes to your second and third language, you're not always fluent, as is in my case, uh, but I have been rapidly learning because uh, I've been able to, to have a lot of my meetings in Norwegian, um, a lot of my family members, they're more comfortable in Norwegian, so that has been picking up really quickly, but again, it's, it's amazing how many people uh, know English and speak English, and they're just so talented, I'm always, and they don't even feel like they're they um they're that good and I, I swear people are, are really really good in uh in in their second language if not third so you say kind of Norwegian is your third language 
but your uh, heritage comes from kind of your mom, your dad. What's the the story behind it? Yes, yes. So <laughs> it's um it's a full circle, really. It's uh it's both my parents are Norwegian. My dad is half Canadian. Now two generations back, so before my grandparents, they were all uh, living in Norway. So about four to five hundred years of my family is from Norway, and then. My grandparents, they immigrated to Canada, had my parents, my parents had me, and then I came back here to Norway because it's part of my roots and the, what I was uh, brought up with. So for me, this was um, something that I was really curious in. And I was like, you know what, if I have the opportunity, I'm going to do it. And the opportunity presented itself. So basically, your parents only spoke English to when you were younger. Nope. No, they, they did speak Norwegian. They spoke okay. Norwegian, they spoke some French, but English was the core language we used in my okay. home. Got it. Yeah, so so when you came to Norway, I guess a few months ago, last year, more or less? Six months ago, yeah. Yeah, almost a year. Well, <laughs> were you already speaking like quite fluent Norwegian or had, like are you still kind of not completely getting it? Uh, I worked really hard before I came, actually. So I did a lot, a lot of practice. When I figured out that I was actually going to be moving and working here, I put in a lot of time to get up to speed with the foundation of, of Norwegian because I had this uh, understanding. I had the basics from when I was growing up, but then having the basics and then working in a business environment are two entirely different levels. So I worked really hard with uh, my parents. I just spoke Norwegian as much as possible to get comfortable again um, due to necessity. And then I came here and continued that necessity journey with language. So again, it's amazing what you can do when you your survival depends on it <laughs> so yeah but yeah. talking about survival when you came to France so you really spoke French like a, a different Canadian French um which I understand but I guess from your experience you know that French people don't specifically understand the Canadian French they do not, <laughs> so, they do not. And, you know it's, it's quite monolingual so how how did you feel? Did you feel strange or lost maybe sometimes being surrounded by people that would mostly speak French uh, and a different French than yours? I think because of, again, the, the history of my upbringing, I'm not uncomfortable in a room where I don't understand the language because it's so common as an experience for me. <laughs> so when I'm hearing somebody I, uh, speak the language, I just I just sit there and I listen and it's 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 a very it's 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 almost pleasing to my ears to hear something new and you start again trying to pick up trying to pick up words that I might recognize um and then over time you do especially when you you spend enough time you start to pick up uh words things that are said commonly and you start to get more and more comfortable being surrounded uh with the language so i do feel lost in a way that i can't understand what's going on but it's not uncomfortable and when you are surrounded by people that are multilingual, do you have a tendency to mix the languages or do you stick to one language and this is the language you speak or what do you do? Oh, it's a mix for sure. In fact, I, I don't know about uh, you guys, but I, I find that often when I'm trying to talk in one language, I'm mixing in words from the other ones because my brain is trying to figure out which one I need to go to first. And it's usually the one I'm most comfortable with. So I can be speaking French and thinking of it in Norwegian or English and thinking of it in French and French thinking it in Norwegian. It's, it's, it's actually quite challenging for the brain to sort and compartmentalize uh, language, I find. Completely. <laughs> I do the same thing. Sometimes a word comes out in French. Hold on. This is not the word I'm looking for. I'm looking for the English word. Let's go there. Let's go just figure it out. But exactly. it's kind of, we mix the language too. 
Um, I even do often the uh, talking, the like switch, let's say for me, switching from lots from Spanish to French. Um, I'm going from Spanish to French, but then the French word, the first one I'm saying with the Spanish accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I totally get that. I totally Why am I doing this? It's just your brain has like understood the switching, you, you know, the vocabulary and all of that to that other language. But since you're talking, then it's like, oh, wait, like I also have to switch that. So I'll just yeah, yeah. go for it. And the accent thing is so, so accurate because, you know, I, I don't, uh, you, you find that when you, when you're again spending a lot of time with people speaking a certain language, if you if you moder uh, modify your accent, it makes it easier for them to understand. So back to the Quebec uh, Quebec French versus you know France French, um, I found myself uh, modifying my French to sound more like theirs because that is the way that I can get uh, understood more easily. And so then when I would go home uh, to, to you know back to Montreal, people would be like, oh you know you're kind of speaking with this like French accent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, and then and normally I don't have it. But after a year in France, I had this like slight accent because I was so used to uh, ad adopting that to make people understand me more clearly. Yeah. And do you have any funny fun fact or story or anything that may have happened in all of even a lot of them? Doesn't matter. Let's go for it. Like in Japan, in Russia, in France, in, in Canada, now they're in Norway. Yeah, I, I definitely do. Um, and I, I don't know if this is like a PG podcast or not. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I, I was, um, when I was in France, I, I met a French guy. And I really liked him. Like, I really liked him. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I was really excited to to meet him. Um, anyway, I, we had a great first date. It was our first date together. And I was like, oh, you know, like, uh, do you want to meet my dog? You know, like, <laughs> come on, my place. You want to go home? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to come meet my dog at my apartment? Great. Amazing. He's so cute. Uh, so so we, anyway, we were hanging out and I really wanted him to kiss me because I was like, oh, my God, he's so cute, you know. Um, but, you know, it's it's I basically ended up saying, um, je voudrais te baiser. And I was trying to say. <laughs> I was trying to say, you know, I would like to kiss you. And as you know, they're very, very, very yeah. close in the way that they're said, which. <laughs> so, again, I, well, I, I, was, I, I just was trying to say, uh, like, man, can I kiss you? You know, uh, and, and you should have seen this guy's face. His eyes were <laughs> wide. He was like, uh, I would very much like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, of course. That's because he yeah, understood. yeah. Let's go for it for sure. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And you know, of course, he he had understood in the moment that I I had made a mistake, and he didn't say anything. So the next day, I go and uh, again because I am who I am, I started talking to a total stranger and was like uh, a French guy on the streets, and I was like, yeah. He's like, how are you doing today? I was like, great. I met this cute guy last night. <laughs> And uh, I told him, I was like, yeah. And so I liked him so much that I said, you know, this. And he and he just looked at me. He's like, do you do you know what you just said? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. I, and, and in English, you know, I'm talking to him in English at this point. I'm like, yeah, I said, uh, may I, you know, I want I would like to kiss you. And he was like, that is not what you said. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and I found out through a, a, a central stranger what I had said to this guy. And I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> But, uh, Did yeah. you see that guy again? 
Yes. Yeah, I did. And I was like, why didn't you say anything? <laughs> he, he, he said, he's like, no, I understood. Like, you know, I, of course I thought it was, it was a bit shocking at first, but you know, but then, but then I knew what you meant. So it was okay. But, so yeah. you date, you date him for a while or just after you should have saw yeah, him? For, my, for, for a month. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. a long time don't worry yeah yeah I, I i had a pretty good hook you know <laughs> never done this one <laughs> yeah so lost lost in translation that oh, happens yeah. that happens but i'm Not... surprised you didn't say anything though yeah or me too for whatever like something yeah 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 i mean shock right probably probably just didn't know what to say he's like is this real yeah i do but <laughs> Are you sure? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So talking, there's a classic one. That's my classic lost in translation story. Talking a bit about love and whatsoever. So now do you express your emotions in English and French or in Norwegian? Now what how do you express your emotions about it? That depends on who I'm dating. That depends if we are speaking in their language or or mine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's, there's, that's, I love language for that reason. There's so many beautiful ways to express love. You know, if you're speaking to them in French versus you're speaking to them in English versus, you know, Arabic, for example, like there's so many beautiful terms of endearment you can use to express yourself. Um, so I, it really depends on like, again, with the French guy, I was speaking French because he, he like, you know, he, he spoke French and then with, um, I'm seeing this guy now, he speaks Arabic and he sometimes says Habibi and I, I melt. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, <laughs> oh man. I, when I first met him too, I was like, I can't wait for this guy to call me Habibi. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, again, it's, uh, language is, is just another form of expression. And, and when you have multiple you have the power to tell somebody how you feel about them like spanish is another beautiful language so so rich with romance that it's like you you know if if i had some spanish spanish person you know talking to me i probably melt there too because it's just freaking beautiful <laughs> <laughs> i love languages i don't know they're 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 just um a really cool part of life and i would love to have more under under my umbrella to be able to communicate with even more people how about expressing so you, we're talking about love which is uh, supposed to be a positive emotion and all of that you know uh, but how about more negative thoughts more negative emotions you may have and you have to express them to someone doesn't matter that person maybe your friend boyfriend or anyone like in which which language you're going to use are you going to be comfortable using that language I again if, if it's French or Norwegian I can probably tell them how I feel <laughs> but uh but I I if I'm angry it's very likely it's going to be in English because that's something you know I, I I like to consider myself a pretty balanced person but I also can be very ex explosive if you push me too far so uh by that point uh the point of no return let's call it it's it's going <laughs> to be it's going to be English unless I I don't want you to understand what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> how about you well I think we talked about it at some point in the podcast but I guess it changes too depending on who I'm dating to of course uh and I would say a lot of Spanish when it comes to swearing oh, I don't know why it just comes yeah, in Spanish it's, <laughs> it's all it's, it's yeah, yeah um I do say a lot fuck but that's not for like really big emotions it's just like a yeah. regular oopsie thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I guess for really deep, deep emotions where I need to like go into like 
the layers of my brain and my identities and all that, it will go back to French. Right, 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 right. You know, I often find when I spill something, I'm like, merde. <laughs> I totally well, I'm like, fuck, I'm using the yeah, other. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But again, deep down in your roots, it's somehow it's that original, that OG where you're like, this is where it's really coming from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's the limit. You're like, no, yeah. now it has to be yeah. in my native language, the one I know most, and yeah. I can say it. And Norwegian is such a sing-song kind of language that it hardly even sounds mad to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be like trying to yell in a folklore, you know. <laughs> can Can you say a few words? Doesn't matter which words, which we we don't yeah. speak your language because I don't know how it sounds completely, you know. Oh sure, yeah. So hey, all the summon. I heard Katrina. I am VP of HubSpot Tech. I am Mr. Growth here in Norge. Och nu är jag så glad för att jag snakkar med två väldigt känd damer idag. Nice to meet you, I'm V. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Thank you for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It sounds so beautiful. Sounds it It's true. It's really rhythmic. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like it, again, similar to Spanish. It sort of just rolls into each other, and it becomes one beautiful stream of sound. And only if you really understand the words being said, do you do you know what's going on. It's very different from like from my very non knowledgeable person that I am about those cultures, and I will get into it at some point. I'll take the time to. It's very like I would expect it to be more similar to German, for example. Like mm. with German, is a little harsher in the way they speak, even though it depends on regions. I would expect it to be like more similar to that. Then when I hear it, you say it like it it, it has that singing thing. No. Sorry, that's my cat. That singing thing, <laughs> like Spanish or Italian, even. Yeah, yeah. It well, I mean, it does have a Germanic roots in terms of the language, so I totally know what you mean. Uh, but then again, the way that it's evolved is just very. It's to me, it sounds very soft. I, I mean, I've never had anyone yell at me in Norwegian yet, but <laughs> it sounds <laughs> it sounds very soft and sweet and warm um so i really i really do love it but yeah no it's uh, it, it it did have german uh roots so and when you swear you swear usually in english right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. except yeah. the uh, mouth yeah, yeah except for the mouth <laughs> or you know again <laughs> a, a few things here and there in french just <laughs> just because uh, i'm sure you used the uh the putain yeah 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 and and va te faire foutre I've used that one a few times, but um, it's now now I'm, now I'm learning some in Arabic. But uh, apparently, it's very very rude. So I'll just uh, <laughs> tell you guys another time. <laughs> All right. Well, the Habibi is is already a, a nice. It's, word. A, it's a beautiful it's a, one. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they would. They, they were asking. They're from Syria, and they're asking me, "What's your favorite word?" And I think like in Arabic and I'm like I'm pretty sure that would have to be it it's just uh, I love even in English like darling or even in uh French you know ma chérie or mon cher it's like oh it's just so mm, I love it, it. melts the heart <laughs> mm-hmm. it does yeah so how do you think your capacity to speak different languages can influence your work right now because I know you work in Norwegian and I'm guessing your English helps but how does it influence it all of it I think the better you are and the stronger you are in a language, the better off you'll be. Like, you know, even at, even like there's a basic level of speaking a language where like you can just learn to communicate. That's like step one. 
And then if you get skilled enough, you can start choosing your words. And words are such a powerful thing. You know, when we go back full circle to the creator element of being human, uh, some of the most influential people in the, wor in the world were people who knew how to use their words well. So imagine, you know, uh, you know, again, being able to communicate is, is already a huge step forward where people, first of all, they really appreciate that you're that you're trying. And then uh, also you can get so much farther in a community that isn't capable of speaking your original language. But then then if you get to a point where you can actually pick words and use them to 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 really clearly communicate, you can do so much. And I really think when it comes down to work, that's super valuable and important. So uh, right now, for example, I think it would be easier for me to tell people about, you know, for example, in business, the value that my team is bringing to the table, if I could do it in their own native language. So right now I have a lot of people accommodating where, uh, because in CRM and digital uh, marketing, it can get really technical. And I'm not at a point yet where I can really talk about technical details of like tech <laughs> in Norwegian. But I can have a, a you know a conversation to introduce myself and say hey like how are you what's going on like talk out more like in your at your family dinner table type of talk you know but I think that once I get to a point where I'm going to be talking about CRM and digital marketing um, I can make a lot more I can make a lot more impact on the people I'm talking to. All right. So what would be your advice to listeners when it comes to talking languages or learning languages? Mm. I would say practice <laughs> with people not just you know we all we all studied the language in school and that doesn't get us very far it's about <laughs> practicing with people um so that's my main my main piece of advice my other piece of advice would be to shed the embarrassment don't be shy because a lot of the time we want to be uh we're, we're we're worried that we won't be understood or we will say the wrong thing <laughs> um, or, or, you know, or we just uh, will seem, you know, it's, it's easy to be shy about not being perfect at something. It's like anything like sports or again, arts, you know, if you start somewhere, you'll eventually get good at it. If you just keep trying. Um, but at first you're going to kind of suck. It's just the reality. And people around you will be so encouraged that you're even trying. So I would say if you're able to just be brave Um, you know, wear no shame about learning a language because at the end of the day, uh, the fact that you are starting and trying, uh, eventually you're going to get to a point where you're no longer feeling insecure about it. You actually will feel secure and that's going to feel so awesome. So practice, don't be afraid to just say things um, because even if you don't have the grammar or anything right, they, generally people will know what you're saying through, again, other forms of language, like your body language or the general structure of the words you're using people will pick it up and then before you know it you'll be you'll you'll be able to uh communicate effectively and then third and final advice is spend a lot of time listening really just spend time listening to them you know don't don't worry so much about the next thing you're going to say just try to listen to them talk to you um and and try to pick up the words that they use frequently or or the behavior like you know nuances in the language like uh There are certain uh, characteristics that you won't know that belong to the culture that you're in. You know, like I, I learned the other day that in Norwegian, uh, there's something about saying, you know, are you going to get to this on the weekend? And what it means is not actually, will you do this on the weekend, but you'll do this on Monday. And that doesn't, you know, it didn't make any sense to me in English. But at the end of the day, there are little things like that that you can pick up from from conversations. So, so yeah, practice, be brave and listen.
I think it works perfectly with everything in life. Yeah. You bring practice and li listen. It works yeah. with every single component of life, which is beautiful. Don't you, sorry, don't you feel like you have um, some kind of, of talent to also learn languages? I think so, to be honest. Uh, I think that it does come a little more naturally for me. Uh, I've heard, I, I'm not, this is not based in any research I've done, but I've heard that when you have an ear for music, for example, um, you have this ability to pick up languages a little bit easier. Um, I'm also, uh, again, I find it such a pleasantry. I find that the challenge of learning language is exciting uh, rather than, I don't know, like dis uh, uh, uncomfortable. So, so I think that, again, the attitude, the mindset I have towards it, knowing that I think this is an asset, that I'm really excited about it, that I'm okay with being uncomfortable in a room where nobody, where I don't understand what people are saying. Because, um, you know, some people, they 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 they, they kind of struggle with not being a part of the conversation straight away. But those, those things, I think, really do help help learn. And I, and I, I tend to, again, when you're around people I tend to pick up things quickly so that I have to say I think it does give me an advantage um, I'm not going to say like you know it's not it's it's hard you know it's it's not an easy thing to do and some people I know really they no matter they just they can't pick up um <laughs> they can't pick it up but but uh yeah I, I think so what would what do you guys think what do you think yeah I also feel the same thing I think for me it just seems like if you have an ear for it, it's easier. Again, things are just making easier. I have some uncles and aunts that lives in the States for years and they haven't picked up English. It's been 20 yeah. years. Kind of, how? Yeah. How do yeah. you manage that? So I think it's a talent that we have. Obviously, it takes practice. It takes a lot of things to be able to practice and be able to improve every single day. But at the same time, I think it's a talent we might have innate. It's something we work on, but it might just not be easy for everybody to be able to do that yeah i would say like and this is not just about languages it's also the fact that you talked about it at the end it was like going to it's you comfortable being uncomfortable you comfortable being going outside and just going for it and you comfortable with the challenges whatever challenge that might be so i feel like it's also a question of just yeah we're all scared of things whatever that is but like if you take the challenge as just the challenge and nothing else yeah no my cat is just dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's amazing <laughs> then if you take the the challenge as just a challenge just the one more thing one asset you may have at some point in your life mm -hmm. then it's fine you know and like the fact that you're moving every three to five years just learning a new language or getting better at one uh in your art like i mean you get so many challenges in your art too like trying to make that and that call it and then you're like no i don't like it so i'm gonna switch i'm gonna change and like yeah i like the result and then you're like two days later no i don't like the result <laughs> i'm gonna change it's just part of yeah just go and be uncomfortable and then you'll be fine no matter what mm-hmm mm-hmm Yep, exactly. But I, I was also thinking as you're saying that, um, is that one thing I want to acknowledge for anybody listening is that I understand what it feels like when you are a certain personality type and you want to share that person who you are with other people and you can't because you just don't know how to say what you want to say. So I do find that when you're first beginning to enter a new community with a new language, you feel really quiet. Like I felt, I've, I've felt like I haven't even been able yet to share my, for my full personality with other people, because I have that limit around the words I know how to use or the language, or even how to tell a joke. 
you know, <laughs> things like that, or how to how to pick up when somebody has told a joke and and laugh at the appropriate time. You know, I just want to acknowledge that it's like that is that it, that I know that that's not easy and that it can be it can feel kind of down in a way in terms of negative, you know, things that are negative. It's like, uh, OK, you will feel limited. You will feel like people don't really get to know you. Uh, but that's the whole point in trying really hard to get there so that you finally can open up. And I guarantee you, when if you start there, I, I, it's going to be so fun if you're like a year in and people are going to be like, yeah, when I first met you, you were so like quiet and stuff. And you're like, ha ha, you just <laughs> had to wait. You, you just had to wait till I knew what you were saying <laughs> or you knew what I was saying. <laughs> it's funny you're telling me that because I remember when I was on my undergrad, I didn't spoke a word of English. So I studied communications and and I reconnected with a friend of mine four years after I finished my undergrad. And she said, you were shy at that moment. I said, I was not shy. I just didn't spoke a word of yeah, English. So, so I was never shy, <laughs> actually. So, so I think we kind of, and she said, yeah, I'm surprised by your personality because you never really met me at that point. Yeah. I was just starting to process information. And it just it reminded me of that moment. I was like, yeah, I'm never shy. It just took me a second yeah. before I learned yeah. my language properly. Oh my yeah. God. So yeah. right now, which projects are you working on and how we can follow your adventures? Yep, absolutely. Uh, so right now, uh, as I mentioned, I'm currently working on my art. I'm really excited about this year because I've found what I think every artist dreams to find, which is a style that I really connect to. I spent the last, you know, two years are working towards, you know, I did, uh, it's like language, you know, I tried things, I failed, I, some things I, I I felt really great about, and some things I just didn't feel great about at all, like there are artworks that I just wanted to burn, and there are artworks that I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world, um, so so now I, I, I figured out where I'm going to go, so I just have to work on it, and you guys can follow me on Instagram at Katrina Painting uh, with a K, and then also katrinathunam.com. I have currently old artworks up, but I'm going to be putting up some new ones uh, in the near future, hopefully. And then in other other areas of my life, uh, I'm working hard at my job and I'll get back to you guys on LinkedIn around those things. So again, if you want to connect and you're interested in CRM and digital marketing uh, and how that also fits into a creative life, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Katrina Thunam. Uh, and... Otherwise, you can find me out in the forest with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> when you have the bodies figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And hopefully, well, thank you so much. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, I was just gonna say, and hopefully, the next time, the next time we connect, I can confidently say to you all about how 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 good I am in in my other languages because I've been working hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you already said a few words. It looked well from. It, it seems amazing, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I guess Cassandra and I are no one to judge that language. So, yeah. good thing. <laughs> well, thank sorry you to so all my Norwegian much. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so so much for being here and yeah, sharing your experience, your feelings, your uh, adventures with the word "busy" in French. <laughs> <laughs> all of that uh yeah yeah thank you that's all i have to say it's been a pleasure <laughs> yeah so thank you so much for allowing us to explore your roles explore your art it's beautiful and explore your innovation and uh, culture it's really beautiful to see that and yeah so it was a beautiful adventure to be with you 
during this podcast and reconnect because it's been years we haven't seen each other so it's really fun to see the evolution you had thanks for taking me on this journey and thank you to our listeners uh, if you have any questions if you want to reach out to katrina will you have all the links everything you need and we'll talk soon i guess on widely confusing brains podcast mm-hmm.